Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. This is the News Fighters Daily Pilot Week. For Saturday, September 21st, 2019, with your special guest host, Mark Humphreys. Welcome to News Fighters. I'm your special Pilot Week guest host, Mark Humphreys. Not bad. Let's get to the big story of the day. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has arrived in Washington with his first US visit as PM getting off to a cracking start. The Prime Minister and his wife were welcomed to the White House this morning with a 19-gun salute. Or as it's known in America, a school day. Much has been made of the relationship between Prime Minister Morrison and President Trump with the ABC reporting. The pair have developed a, a kind of a bromance. Like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but if they were about to declare war on Iran. Over at Sky News, presenter Paul Murray was on the ground offering his unique perspective. Can you believe we're doing telly from the White House? They've let a bogan in. I'm still unsure whether Paul Murray is referring to himself or the Prime Minister here. Prime Minister Morrison's visit is being hailed as something of a coup, as invitations to meet the President are usually only offered to such dignitaries as the Taliban. And the President certainly didn't hold back when it came to praising Mr Morrison. In 2006, George W Bush described John Howard as a man of steel. In 2019, Trump has gone one better. I would say a man of titanium. Titanium, like steel, but more lightweight and deforms faster. And while the two leaders no doubt spent much of the meeting bonding over their shared love of McDonald's, ABC News reported there was apparently more to the discussion. We've been waiting for some time. The President and the Australian Prime Minister have been in the Oval Office in the past hour chatting with each other about their uh, their mutual interests. Like baseball caps, climate change denial and locking up children. And speaking more on their shared interests, Prime Minister Morrison said... We love jobs, the President and I. We love jobs. And we like them jobs here and we like jobs everywhere. Yes, here a job, there a job, everywhere a job job. You know, they say that if you say the word jobs three times in a row, ScoMo will appear and punch you in the face with a piece of coal. As for the state dinner, given the PM's track record of behaviour in food establishments, the White House opted for a setting that could be thoroughly hosed down at the end of the night. It'll be held outside, al fresco, in the Rose Garden. Though it's understood that when President Trump learned that the dinner was al fresco, he called for Mr Fresco to be deported. Celebrity chef Curtis Stone was also at the dinner, so with both Curtis Stone and Scott Morrison in attendance, it's understood to be the first official meeting between the face of Coles and the face of coal. And while the Prime Minister no doubt had his fingers crossed for a traditional Trump feast of cold hamburgers, he had to settle for this menu. Ravioli and Dover sole to start, and for dessert, a classic American Lady Apple Tart. The President personally signed off on the dessert selection, Lady Apple Tart, but was furious when waiters served him actual apple tart. And while the dinner was attended by the likes of Greg Norman and Gina Reinhart, Channel 9's Chris Yulman observed an unexpected visitor to the White House. One man over here protesting Donald Trump with a, in a Grim Reaper's outfit. Though this Grim Reaper sighting was later explained by organisers of the state dinner. The guest list includes Rupert Murdoch. And speaking of Murdoch, his Sky News channel snagged an exclusive interview with President Trump. Move over Frost Nixon, get ready for Murray Trump. A Sky News exclusive. President, how are you? Paul Murray, lovely to meet you, sir. Yes, Paul Murray there asking all the tough questions like, how are you and lovely to meet you. 
to our next story. Thousands of children wagged school yesterday. Disgraceful. Oh, wait, it's for a good cause. Millions of people in hundreds of cities around the world have taken to the streets demanding stronger action on climate change. There were climate strikes right around the country. Organisers estimate 300,000 joined the protest nationwide. While it is too early to tell whether or not this marks a turning point, pundits were quick to point out that history will probably look back on these climate strikes as a group of insolent children making rude chants about Scott Morrison as we murder each other for a chance to drink a mouth full of stagnant water and pond scum. The event raised controversy for the number of students striking from school. Luckily, their voice didn't go to waste. We want to protest against ScoMo and Adani Cole. Yeah, because we don't like ScoMo and we want him out of the industry. He's not in the industry, he's the Prime Minister. Yeah. The Prime Minister industry. Ah, yes, the Prime Minister industry, Australia's most renewable industry. Meanwhile, acting PM Michael McCormack struggled to grasp the key point of what a protest is meant to achieve. Well, I think these sorts of rallies should be held on a weekend and where it doesn't actually disrupt business. Yeah, kids, leave disrupting business to the NBN. Other ministers were against the protest too. Coalition MP Craig Kelly has told Australian students planning to join today's climate strike to not give in to peer pressure. Or peer-reviewed science for that matter. Kelly got even more fired up. You are being used and manipulated and everything you are told is a lie. Stop talking about Scott Morrison behind his back, Craig Kelly. And of course, New South Wales One Nation Senator and fired Sky News host Mark Latham visited Sky News, which he was fired from, to warn us of the dangers of climate activism. It's the pathway to ending up like every other Lefty, uh, no hope, with no money, no career, no job, no prospects. No predictable seasons, no polar ice caps, no livable planet. Why don't these kids just sell out their beliefs and build a successful career as a right-wing culture war grifter? Latham continued. This is how they end up uh, on the dole. Uh, nothing in life other than a, a bucket of glue with which to glue themselves to the roadway compounding their problems. Echoing the wise words of Mark Latham's ideological mentor. I glued my head to my shoulder. <laughs> Latham saved most of his ire for those who were really behind this mess. Teachers. Well, it explains the deterioration in the curriculum. It's why these teachers don't teach Shakespeare or Dickens or Orwell or the classics of our Western civilization because uh, those characters didn't believe in climate change. Does Latham realise that Orwell advocated against political power that deliberately obscures, disguises or distorts reality? Or was 1984 his version of a romantic comedy? Also on Sky News, pro-child advocate Barnaby Joyce shared his thoughts on the kids' climate strike. What are they doing out of school? If you want to learn about how to fix things, then surely the, the teachers should back themselves in and keep them in the class and uh, educate them, maybe STEM issues in science and technology and maths. Yeah, Barnaby knows all about getting his work done. It's been revealed Barnaby Joyce never prepared a report to the government during his appointment as special drought envoy. It's almost like it was a made-up job. Also on Sky News, Chris Smith identified the real damage being done. But some had to resort to vandalism to make their point. Now an iconic lighthouse in Wollongong, was daubed in protest paint. Possibly the first time iconic and Wollongong have been used in the same sentence. Amazingly, Smith appeared to be on the side of the climate marches, calling for zero emissions energy now. Challenging politicians right across the country to open their eyes. Do some homework, at least learn that this can be done in this country safely and affordably with zero emissions. Exactly. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, God damn it! he was calling for nuclear energy, of course. More than 30 advanced economies, such as the United Kingdom, the United States and others, rely on nuclear power in a grown-up mix of sources. But as he says down here, we're stuck in an 80s time warp. 
where everyone has to be afraid of the big bad nuclear wolf. Incidentally, if you'd like to see a big bad nuclear wolf, Flight Centre has amazing one-way ticket deals to Fukushima. Chris Smith was joined by Barnaby Joyce, who was fresh from fronting a parliamentary roundtable on nuclear energy. Uh, While you were slaving over a a very hot nuclear roundtable today, hundreds of thousands of protesters hit the streets uh, in support of climate change. Uh, I think they were against climate change. Also, for the love of God, stand away from the very hot nuclear round table, you'll get burned. Also, I keep telling you kids, don't go anywhere near the nuclear table. Your flesh will slough off your bones. But that's right, Barnaby was lobbying hard for that sweet nuclear reaction. We're living in a cave. The world is going around us. Yeah. Indonesia's using it. South Africa uses it. Argentina Russia, China, Japan. He's right. Nuclear is really big right now. In fact, I just saw a great new HBO drama set in the 1980s called Nuclear Power Works Great, No Explosion to See Here. And while others railed against kids getting the day off, broadcaster Alan Jones also took aim at all those pesky corporations giving their workers a lunch break. It's reported more than 2,100 companies under a campaign led by Future Super, another minority, have pledged to either close their doors today take long lunches or give employees the day off. I guess it's okay to stop a nation for a horse race once a year, but we better not be trying to save the planet. And of course, when it comes to climate change, Alan Jones's listeners immediately invoke Godwin's law. And I wanted to liken it to a lot of the very negative and, and horrible political movements that have occurred in recent political history. If you go back to the Russian Revolution, the Hitler Youth Movement, Pol Pot, they're, they're all very similar and a very dangerous uh, situation that, that's being developed here. Well, there's no doubt about that. Hitler and Pol Pot killed millions of people. The climate change protesters are trying to save millions of people. Yes, they're very similar. There's no doubt about that. Alan Jones's listeners didn't just chastise the kids striking for climate action. They also wrote in with some inspired, evidence-based solutions. Instead of striking, they could actually do something that would make a difference. Why don't they hang their washing out on the line? And not use a clothes dryer. Wow, I never thought of that. Why don't they stop using microwaves and use saucepans? And here I was cooking my eggs in a shoe. Why not dry the hair with a towel and not a hairdryer? What's a towel? I've never heard of this. Turn off the dishwasher and wash by hand. Well, now you've gone too far. So, in conclusion, children marched around the world, thousands of news pundits were up in arms, and if we don't end up doing anything about climate change, we're just going to end up with... Nothing in life other than a a bucket of glue with which to glue themselves to the roadway. That's News Fighters for today, Saturday, September 21, 2019. It was written and presented by me, Mark Humphreys, written by Rodney Todd, Alex Godwin, Jasmine Rule, Raph Stevens and Matt Finley, and edited, written and produced by Dylan Bayan, Bahan, who knows? Tune in tomorrow for Dan Illich hosting. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app or follow us on Twitter at NewsFightersPod. Thanks for listening. This is the News Fighters Daily Pilot Week, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Thank you.